for uh, taking some time to talk to us. We really appreciate it here. Yeah, happy to do it. Is this uh, your first time attending Tulip Time? Well, first time as governor. <laughs> well, of course. Um, um, no, I have been many times when I was a kid. I grew up in Grand Rapids, so okay. And then, um, I've taken my kids too, so I'm excited. Well, that's good to hear. Um, okay, so I just wanted to. We have some. I've never worn the clumpet, though. I'm a little nervous. About I, the you know, I don't blame you. Those don't look comfortable at all. <laughs> all right, let's jump in. Sorry, okay, so, so um, the we we have some issues out here in West Michigan and in Ottawa County that are kind of relevant to us. So I, I guess I just wanted to start with uh, in early in your tenure, you've made a big emphasis on, as you say, fixing the damn roads and, you know, working on infrastructure and things like that. And you introduced a new kind of a gas tax to, to pay for the roads. Um, one issue that's come up locally for uh, townships and ordinances in uh, Ottawa County is that the gas tax appropriations, because Ottawa County doesn't have a lot of Department of Transportation roads, there's a bit of a gap between the current uh, funding strategy and your proposed strategy that would result in Ottawa County receiving less uh, funding. Is there any plan to kind of make that funding up, or is that something, if, if uh, your uh, budget was to pass, is that something that Ottawa County would have to address itself? So I think it, uh, you're asking a really good question, and I think it, it takes a minute to explain. You know, the PA51 formula is 68 years old, and um, it has, I think, served us well for a time, but we have some critical um, state trunk lines that are falling apart, literally hundreds of supports holding up bridges and um, roads that businesses no longer um, – you know, for instance, there's a car hauler that won't go to the Lake Orion plant for General Motors and pick up cars anymore because the roads are just too bad. It damages the vehicles. So um, what I'm trying to do here is to we'll keep PA51 intact. And so dollars that are currently flowing through it will continue to. So Ottawa County will, will be in the same position that they have been in terms of priority. It's when we add these additional revenues that we will have to focus them on some of these trunk lines that are truly falling apart. But when we do that, um, coupled with the 3% increase in revenue sharing for locals, means that places like Ottawa County aren't going to fall behind. They're, in fact, going to continue to move forward as well. Okay. Okay. Um, and well, while we're on the topic of roads and cars, uh, yesterday your office did, you released a statement saying that the recent uh, auto insurance legislation that was passed in the Senate uh, you have no intention to ratify that. You said if it comes to your desk, you would veto it. Um, how, what is? What do you think is a, is a good plan to kind of address the insurance costs in our state? Well, I want to be very clear. I am eager to sign a bill into law that actually lowers rates for people in Michigan. We have the highest insurance rates in the country, and this bill that came out of the Senate is just a bunch of window dressing. There's no guarantees that rates will be rolled back. The only guarantee there in this bill is that people will lose coverage. And, you know, if if we're not bringing rates down, we haven't solved the problem. And this bill does not do that. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, talking about the legislation, early on, um, w 
with the with the kind of the Republicans holding both the Senate and the House, what's it been like working with the with the chambers to try and work on legislation for the state? Well, you know, so we've been doing quadrant meetings every other week since the first of the year. Um, it's the first time in 16 years that that's been done with regularity, and um, that means we actually sit down every two weeks with the leadership of Republican and Democratic leadership in both the House and Senate. Uh, we have gotten a, a number of bills already signed into law that had robust bipartisan support, and while we're not going to agree on any, you know, we're not going to agree on everything, um, there's no question that if we're not talking, we're never going to be able to find common ground. So I'm committed to that. And I think we're starting to build relationships, and that's going to be really important if we're going to tackle these big problems that we've got to take on. Okay. Um, re- recently, I guess for uh, up next, recently you signed the, uh, the bill that would give more schools some more cushion uh, because of the harsh winter we had here. Is there any appetite um, at the state level, uh, because we, we've heard about it locally, is there any appetite at the state level for a longer school year to compensate for our harsh winters in Michigan, especially with uh, climate change and things like that? So um, the snow day bill is coming to my desk. We haven't gotten it yet, actually, so I haven't signed it yet, but I'm going to. Um, with regard to a longer school year, you know, there's a lot of science out there that has supported the concept of a um, balanced calendar. And we see a lot of schools adopting it um, across Michigan because of what it does to stave off the learning loss that happens over the summer. And that is exacerbated if you're someone in a high poverty district. And so I think that's a, a debate worth having. What do we want to do here in Michigan? Where do we want to be headed? The truth of the matter is we're not preparing our kids the way that we need to be. And so any possible component of making sure we we change these outcomes is something worth talking about. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll back out to maybe more a national issue that's impacting West Michigan. Recently, the president announced that he was going to impose more tariffs on imported goods. Um, and with, with steel, uh, with a lot of steel industry on the west side of the state, it's been affecting local businesses. How can, how can a state government kind of uh, levy that? What are the things that the state can do to kind of ease um, or remedy those problems that local businesses are, happening, are having because of a federal uh, policy? Well, you know, I wish that there was something I could do to bring some stability to international trade and tariff (laughs) policy. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, it's being announced via Twitter, and I think it it destabilizes our economy. It creates a lot of unknowns, and, and certainly that's hard for businesses in Michigan. And Michigan is uniquely harmed because of how much trade we do with our Canadian partners, and um, how many jobs revolve around the cost of, of these, um, you know, uh, tariffs and the goods that are, are being, you know, tariffs are being uh, levied on. And, you know, um, I've always said, I, I think these are, these are complicated issues. We can compete with anyone in the world with a level playing field. 
and um, we need to level that playing field and the thoughtful, comprehensive way, not on a whim through Twitter that capriciously hurts businesses in Michigan. Okay, um, and I guess while we're on uh, on national scale, the, with the Supreme Court kind of deliberating over the uh, adding a census question about citizenship, do you think that that could adversely affect Michigan, um, given we have a high, uh, we maybe not a high migrant population, but there is a, uh, a migrant population in the state? Do you think that this could be something that kind of maybe hurts Michigan's uh, standing uh, in the national legislature? I think any question that is designed to provoke fear or that will um, keep certain, you know, people from being counted is going to hurt all of us. Um, our population is has grown a little bit, not as fast as other states, and so we're at risk of losing another seat in Congress. Uh, when you look at the growth that we have had, half of it was attributable to new Michiganders born here, and the other half is attributable to immigration and people coming to Michigan. And so they're all citizens that need to be counted. Okay, and thanks thanks again so much for the time. Finally, before I let you go, you've made it a point, and, and your administration has made it a point, uh, to protect the, uh, the Great Lakes and the lake water with the, your, uh, your and the Attorney General's um, statements on kind of the Line 5 uh, proposed uh, building. How important do you think that protecting our Great Lakes versus adding that infrastructure, where, where do you think the balance kind of lies So, you know, I I think that we have to um, get the oil out of the water. That's what I have said was going to be my primary objective from day one. We are working toward that end. But we got to be responsible about it, and we have to make decisions that don't land us in court for a decade while the oil continues to be in the water. So um, affordable energy for youpers and people in northern Michigan, as well as getting the oil out are the objectives that I have as I'm entering into all these negotiations. Okay. Well, I will let you go. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time with us. Anything else you'd like to uh, let us know uh, before we hang up? Just that, you know, I'm thrilled to be here in Holland. I am excited. This is pure Michigan at its best, even if it's a little chilly and a little cloudy. Uh, It's a great place to be. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Governor. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.